Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Dalton Irvin from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas. Joining me are Jonathan Torres from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Gordon Mott from the Diocese of Columbus. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us pray together in the words Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So there's a part of that prayer that is what this show is about today. Forgive us our trespasses, um, also known as sins. And so uh, as Catholics, we believe that those sins are forgiven uh, in the confessional, in the sacrament of healing known as uh, the sacrament of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the sacrament of reconciliation commonly called confession, uh, is probably one of the sacraments least utilized by the most, by the most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if y'all agree or disagree with that, and I don't guess it really matters. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> just looking at confession, um, if it is what we, what we say it is, it's incredibly powerful. Um, and it's it's really sad then that not more people uh, go to this tribunal of mercy, mm-hmm. um, as some may call it. And I think there's a few reasons for that that um, we can talk through. Um, but just a little, a little bit before we get there um, on the history of confession uh, and and why we go to confession. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could flip those around or just take them that way. Uh, but the history of confession, obviously, we didn't uh, see anywhere in Scripture Jesus building little boxes uh, for himself <laughs> to crawl in one side and then people to come crawl on the other side right. uh, and whisper their sins through a little screen or, or pull a chair up in front of them. And, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't have to because he knew their sins already, right? The, the lady caught in adultery was right in her sins. Well, we don't know if they were sins, but something in the sand. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but he always he for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, and then he tells the apostles in uh, the Gospel of John, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, whose mm-hmm. sins you retain uh, are retained yeah. in heaven as they are on earth. Um, that being one of the biblical foundations of of the authority of the bishops and priests mm-hmm. uh, to forgive sins. Uh, but why do we go to confession? I mean, besides the fact that. Uh, we have to do something with these sins. Yeah, yeah. I think a short answer is that because we are broken and we are sinners. And I think that idea is the foundation for confession, that we bring ourselves as we are and want to want to be better, right? We want to live a life of grace and sin is hindering us. And so... Just as a sick person goes to a doctor, a sinner goes to a priest for confession. 
Well, yeah, I think in the that's how it should work, right? But in yeah. our own experience, <laughs> I think we know there's this temptation or this desire, this fear of confession, mm-hmm. um, because we desire to keep that hidden, yeah. the <laughs> sinfulness hidden. We are ashamed, and rightfully so in yeah. many in many respects to to have this guilt, mm-hmm. this sense of guilt. And we think if we don't tell anybody, then nobody knows. Yeah. Um, and so there, I don't know, I th- just in my own experience as a, as a young man, I didn't go to confession for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they weren't dragging us there during catechism classes to make our annual confession. Yeah. Um, yeah. In college, it wasn't, wasn't one of my priorities, mm-hmm. uh, even, even in the midst of sin. Didn't yeah. Didn't leap out to me, um, yeah, because there was this. Well, first, probably an indifference to my sinfulness uh, for a while, mm-hmm. and then also this. Um, I'm not telling anybody I did that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It can be a daunting thing to say, you know, to reveal the imperfections of your heart, the deep, deep, dirty secrets to another, seemingly just a man. You know, yeah. saying I did this, I did this, I did this, and then just accept, expect him to you know, unblinkingly just bless you and go on your way. Like, I just revealed everything to you, you know? Yeah. Like, let me just read you my diary. But, uh, yeah, so, that yeah, absolutely. I think that there is a lot of fear among the people, even if they know w- what confession does. I think a lot of people are hesitant just because they they have this idea maybe that the priest is going to yell at them, they're going to judge judge them, quote, you know? Yeah. Quote, judge, whatever that means. Um, and so, to start dispelling that those... I think ideas of fear is to to recognize that you know priests are men too, and that mm-hmm. they struggle with a lot of the things that we you know there's no new sin under the sun, yeah, and so to be confident in our Lord's mercy, I think most priests actually when people go to confession to them are grateful that yeah. they are coming to them that they want to be open to grace yeah it's it's actually strength and courage to be able to enter the confessional to reveal that you're broken. I think priests nowadays appreciate that more than if they, if people hid their sins. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of this fear is rooted in this uh, fundamental confusion between guilt and shame, right? Because guilt is, I did a bad thing and I could have done better, but shame is I did a bad thing and that makes me bad. You know, well, you know, if we're looking at, so Pope Francis, he talks about this in uh, the name of God is mercy. And, where he talks about, you know, for the like nine millionth time about how confession isn't a dry cleaning service. And he actually elaborates on it in this book that sin isn't like a dirty spot that has to be removed, like a stain on a t-shirt that sin represents a wound. And so now you can kind of recontextualize this whole idea. Look, if you fell off of your bicycle and broke your arm, the act of having broken your arm doesn't make you bad. Maybe you did a silly thing and you were trying to do stunts on your bicycle and don't do stunts on your bicycle. You know, the, uh, so, you know, sin represents wound, you know? So yeah, you, you did something you shouldn't have done. Well, so now there's a wound. So would you, you know, fall in, uh, off your bicycle and break your arm and then pull your shirt sleeves down lower over your wrist? I'm like, Oh no, everything's fine. Everything's okay. Ignore the blood dripping down my arm. No, I'm okay. You know? No, no. You would look at somebody who's doing that and you'd say, that's insane, right? But yet we do this all the time to ourselves. It's like, oh, I'm wounded. I need medicine. I should probably go to confession. Nope, nope, nope. 
I'll pull the cover over and I'll just be just fine, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And when the reality is, is that like, you know, it's a, it's an entirely virtuous thing. Quite frankly, more often than not, the priest is going to admire you for having gone to confession because you're being brave and you're, you're, you're confronting the wound head on. Yeah. You know? I was out in Phoenix one time, uh, visiting some friends and there was this, this priest who was, uh, I think he was pretty instrumental with the founding of Life Teen. Um, and he was telling us just in the beginning, he said, yeah, you kids were very afraid to come to confession and they'd come in and they'd say, oh, I lied a couple of times, um, talked about some people, uh, and he said, oh, okay. And he said, so then I started telling him, uh, before confession started, he said, listen, boys, boys and girls, you cannot come into this confessional and tell me anything that will surprise me. Mm -hmm. He said, if it, you can tell me the worst possible thing, he said, and if of anything, the only feeling, the only emotion I'll experience is gratitude and joy to God that you're brave enough to come in here yeah. and bear your soul before the Lord that way and to believe that he's going to forgive you. Mm-hmm. And that was really profound um, to me. That was a few years ago um, that he told me that, and it's really stuck with me. Yeah, um, Just... As as someone who goes to confession regularly, um, this idea that the priest on the other side uh, is is really like he's thanking God that I'm there, mm-hmm. and that he is exercising his priestly ministry um, entrusted to him yeah. uh, to forgive my sins and make me uh, a little more better, yeah. a little stronger, and running this race uh, for, to the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that. I think one of the fears that I've struggled with in the past, and I think a lot of people do, is that when we go so often, we have the same sins over and over again. And so I try to go a little more than once a month, every two weeks, every week. And, you know, I just try to, I, I like that devotion of going to confession. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes I'm just like, well, it's been a week and I have the same list as last week. But I think that's part of our human nature that we have certain things that we struggle with and other things that we don't. And so I remember I expressed this to a priest once, saying, Father, I'm, I have the same sins. He's like, well, would you like new ones? <laughs> I said, no, you know, that's a good point. No, not really. Um, and so there's this, there's this idea that, oh, I have to start overcoming these sins mm-hmm. and I need to see this progress. Well, maybe this is the cross that, you know, our Lord gave you and or gave me or what have you and that's going to be your struggle. But as long as you're you're recognizing that and being honest with yourself and saying, these are the areas that I tend to fall into, um, maybe that's where holiness begins. So. Yeah. Well, and just the fact that a person even recognizes that they're the same sins mm-hmm. uh, is a step in the right direction. Right, right. right. Yeah. That they see the sinfulness uh, or these sins that seem to continue to creep into their lives yeah. because before you can do anything with them, you have yeah. to recognize them. Um yeah, I th- I just there's something to me uh, where if if more people realized uh, the benefits, the graces that wait in the confessional, we would really have uh, a church of saints. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you're listening to the Seminarian Show on Saint Gabriel Radio AM eight twenty. You can hear this show every Saturday at eleven thirty and Sunday at one p.m. And in the audio archives at saintgabrielradio.com. 
I'm Dalton Irvin from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas. Joining me are Jonathan Torres of the Diocese of Charlotte and Gordon Mott of Columbus. Go home team. So we are talking a little bit about confession, the sacrament of penance. Uh, We've been talking really quite a bit about the fear and trying to overcome that fear. Um, A little bit about uh, why uh, our fear is not necessarily unfounded, Mm -hmm. um, but that in the confessional, what waits for us is God's mercy and forgiveness um, and a priest who is willing and ready Mm -hmm. uh, to offer that to us. Um, I'd kind of like to shift a little bit um, to, in our exp- we've been to many parishes, um, being from Charlotte, Columbus, Texas, um, and then in our travels around during during these years, uh, to see a lot of different parishes um, who have a lot of different maybe practices when it comes to confession. Mm-hmm. Not not that they're general absolutions or anything like that, <laughs> um, but. We've all experienced penance services um, or parishes that have lines out the door for confession, um, <clears throat> where if you're in the back of the line, you may not get to confession before yep. Mass starts. Yeah. Um, and then we've also, I've been to churches where I can walk in and walk out. Um, maybe not like, <laughs> I mean, it may not be like the dry cleaners, but, <laughs> but you know, you're just in and out because nobody's there yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for the sacrament. And just in my own mind, I, I wonder why things can be so different in different places, different yeah. parishes. Um, I don't know if y'all have any musings. Yeah, you know, I think, I think we tend to take the sacrament of confession for granted. I mean, the church imposes on us great demands to be saints, right? Mm-hmm. She's not in the business of making mediocre people. Right, yeah. she wants to make us saints, and it can feel and that that great standard I think is daunting, and sometimes it's hard to live up to. And a lot of people complain, "Oh, well, the church is expecting too much." But on the flip side of that, right, she has extreme mercy, and she has the doors open to her church very often. Sometimes too often that we don't we just take it for granted that as a drop of a hat. As long as we're, um, uh, we're we're sorry for our sins, we're contrite. She will grant us forgiveness, right? Yeah. Um, and so that idea that we can just walk in and be cleansed of our sins and be made right with the Lord has kind of maybe diluted in how quick she is willing to forgive us. Mm. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But well, I I, I feel like a certain element is almost an irrational self-paralysis, right? It's like, oh no, well, you know, there's there nobody's ever really in line for the confessional and father's back there, but if I go, everybody's going to see it and everyone's going to think that I'm a sinner. Well, I mean, newsflash, yes, you are, and so is everybody else there. The, uh, I mean, that's, you know, 1 John 1, 8. The, um, but the thing is, is sometimes... Uh, an entire cultural movement or a transformation starts with one person that dares to be brave. Um, you know, I, uh, I used to be back before I went to seminary when I had my business, I used to be a little bit insecure about, so I had a regular confessor that I would go to and I, I thought he was amazing. Um, and if I was with somebody, I would feel a little bit awkward, like, well, no, you know, 
to go, but you know, well, well. and finally I just decided that I had to pony up and I just looked at my friend that I happened to be talking to. I was like, look, I don't mean anything, but, uh, it's, it's time for me to go to confession and, and I don't want to miss that because I look forward to it. And so my friend looks at me and says, what? You look forward to going to confession? And I said, yeah, actually. And he said, you mean like the priest doesn't holler? He goes, no. And, and this is a cradle Catholic. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, then do you mind if I go with you? And I said, no, not at all. You know? <laughs> and so then the next week I happened to be hanging out with him again. And he's like, hey, do you think it'd be okay if we both went to confession again when it's time? And I said, yeah, sure. And then his wife texts and says, hey, are you guys going to go to confession? And it's, Yeah. Okay, well, can I come? Well, I mean, there for a while, you know, there was a whole friend group of mine that like, you know, this day at this time, we were all going to be in line at con- for confession. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, now other friends of friends are talking about, wait, you guys are going to regular confession? Right. That's that's cool, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and you can start a transformation just by getting over yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And I think there is that liberty in numbers, like you were talking about one person um, and the line all of a sudden maybe frees you to feel um, right. a little more brave um, to stand in the line too. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's also, with confession, uh, this, I didn't know. I had no clue. My first confession, sister prepared us to make first confession. She said, you'll walk in that little room and you're going to sit across from father and you're going to tell him your sins you're going to say the act of contrition that we've been practicing for many weeks yeah. now. <laughs> He's going to give you absolution and you're going to march up to that first pew and you're going to pray your penance. Okay. <laughs> okay. I walk into the little room and I said, there's a screen, but no, there's my chair. And so this whole concept of the screen versus face-to-face oh, yes. <laughs> uh, confessions, uh, which now I'm, I'm a proponent of the screen mm-hmm. uh, for confession because if you kneel down on some kneelers, a little light comes on outside. And I think that's kind of, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, that's really why I use the screen. No. Um, but I know there, some people do have preferences mm-hmm. um, both ways. Uh, so as a young person, I did grow up uh, sitting, sitting face to face and, and seeing father uh, now I, I do use the screen for, I don't know, there is this, for me, behind the screen, this really coming to the church, mm-hmm. not to any specific priest. Yeah. Any priest, could, for me, when I'm at the screen, any priest could be behind there. Yeah. yeah. And the absolution will be the same. Yeah. Uh, it'll be Christ. He'll be in the person of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, absolving me of my sins. And to me, so there's something there sacramentally yeah. um, that I appreciate behind the screen. Uh, I don't know if y'all have... Uh, any experience in maybe discerning in your own lives the screen versus face-to-face yeah. or vice versa? Yeah, I, I personally like using the screen. Usually above the screen they'll have a little crucifix. So you can, while you're confessing your sins, you can be meditating on a cross, which is a great consolation and a, li- a nice little uh, act of devotion. So I personally like the screen. I remember my dad had a story where he went to confession once, and it was uh, it was a retreat somewhere, and it was outdoor confessionals. And he was, he went face to face and father was eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> so maybe that's another reason to, to, to use a screen, to not see what father's up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, it's, it's per- personal preference. I know a lot of priests actually prefer that people go to the screen so that they're not um, 
they don't have to recognize all these faces and you know mm-hmm. who, who's coming to confession now or and so they can just concentrate on on the sacramentality of of it so but again personal preference so yeah see i i, I can appreciate people that want to go either way right i mean for me honestly i i i overwhelmingly tend to prefer face to face simply by virtue of the fact that um you know it's it's not a news flash to me that I'm a sinner and it's not going to be a news flash to him that he's a sinner and it's not a news flash to me that he's a sinner um it's Christ it's Christ's ministry that he's exercising so i mean we're both telling each other something that's not secret you know like we're both acknowledging a thing that isn't secret we're sinners we need god's mercy you know the uh and so if i can kind of you know, get myself, you know, past that hump where, you know, I can not waste so much time feeling a thing that doesn't necessarily help me in the spiritual life, which is like, you know, insecure. Oh my goodness. People might think that uh, I'm a sinner in need of God's mercy. Yes, I am. The, uh, well then I can move on to the, the real heavy lifting, you know, the, um, which is, you know, trying to live a saintly life and, <laughs> stumble work in progress and I'll be the rest of my yeah, life yeah. you know you and me both absolutely and I think it's maybe this is shifting gears a little bit but it's on top of confession so why not um, I think it's important to realize that you don't have to go to confession if you no you, you should go to confession rather I'm sorry um, even if you don't have mortal sin on your soul yeah so the, the church teaches that you should confess all mortal sin but if let's say if you just have venial sin and it's that time of the month that you should start going to confession if you put it on your schedule regularly it's good good to confess your venial sins as well mm-hmm. because not only does confession erase our sins but it also strengthens us in virtue right yeah well i mean and you 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 gain additional graces by virtue of the fact that you know you're using the sacrament yeah yeah exactly and so just a regular habit of confession i think is a good thing even if you're not consi- uh committing grave sins yeah. uh just to keep that in your mind that you are a sinner you need to grow in god's grace and the sacrament affords you grace to live that virtuous life that we're called to live so yeah no for sure that's great and i you know all of this confession itself comes from an examination of our conscience an mm-hmm. examination of our day uh, which is something we we should all strive to uh, be in the habit of yeah know, uh, looking the, at know our thyself day. yeah, yeah. Look at those times when when we serve the Lord well in our day and then where we failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we when we start to be able to recognize those in our lives um, or start even looking for them in our lives, mm-hmm. uh, then we see where we need the Lord. I think we've become so busy where it's too inconvenient. Yeah. Um, I think that may have a lot to do with why people don't go to confession. Yeah. It's just too inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, well, it's become too... We're so busy at night in the evening as we prepare for bed that a lot of people don't examine their conscience. They sure. don't take that time to look at their day where they uh, failed to love as as God loved. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that um, just I wish there was more uh, more going on in the church with confession yeah. uh, as a whole. Yeah, like I said, there are some parishes who are shining examples of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parishioners go into confession. Um, then there there are others where those are the places I like to go because no one's in line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just uh, wrapping up uh, confession here, uh, there are three types of confession. 
your scheduled confession, uh, confession because you have to make a confession really quick, and then the confession of convenience. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm visiting this church and there's a priest in the box. <laughs> Might um, as well. <laughs> all three are good. All three are beneficial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as Jonathan said, we can receive uh, great graces uh, and strength in combating sin even uh, from confessing our venial sins. Yeah. Yep. Um, so just uh, any last words, any pep talks uh, for confession? Go to confession. It's great. Listen, if you're getting uh, vitamin boosters in your, uh, you know, your, your, your smoothie that you pick up after work, why wouldn't you go get a Grace Brewster, right? Like, <laughs> so go to confession. There it is. You can thank me later. Yeah, I think, um, I think we need to take advantage of this great gift that the church offers. Um, it's, <clears throat> it's there for a reason, and we should take advantage of it as often as possible. So. Yeah, I, I like that. It's there for a reason. The Lord did not entrust uh, the apostles with the authority to forgive sins uh, if he didn't intend for us to use it, uh, to, use it yeah. to, come, to come recognizing our sinfulness, uh, but also uh, being very honest uh, with ourselves that he does call us to a higher standard, mm-hmm. um, to uh, not necessarily, well, yeah, he does call us to stop sinning, but he's also realistic. <laughs> he's also realistic that uh, it's hard, yeah, um, and that we will we will stumble and, and mm-hmm. fall. Uh, but he doesn't want to leave us, yeah, in in that fallen in the broken relationship with him, uh, with church or with creation. Yeah. Well, that's, like any loving yeah. father, he wants you to try. Yeah, you yeah. know that's that's the thing that he wants you to try. As Father Murphy says, the church is for uh, the sacraments are for sinners, right? Not saints. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. There it is. There it is. Thanks for joining us for today's Seminarian Show. You can hear this show every Saturday at 11.30 and Sunday at 1 p.m. and in the audio archives at saintgabrielradio.com. Let us pray, meditating on these words uh, from the Catechism. Those who approach the sacrament of penance obtain pardon from God's mercy for the offense committed against him and are at the same time reconciled with the church, which they have wounded by their sins, and which by charity, by example, and by prayer, labors for their conversion. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of The Seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Who better?